For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. everyone, and welcome back to Starfellows, your favorite D&D podcast in a galaxy far, far away. I am your Dungeon Master Rob, and with me, as always, are my friends, Han. What up? <laughs> Amelia Sam. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. And Brennan. Greetings, everyone. <laughs> Where we last left off, our party spent the better part of a day planning their infiltration into the Arachid estate. Um, notable things that happened. The Razor Crest was purchased from auction um, on Rama's behalf by Rosie. Hell um, yeah, got- it was. Got the wheels <laughs> back. Also, it has been named the Thorn, which is very in keeping with... Uh, the theme of roses in this whole organization. Cecil uh, had her mind uh, prodded at by both Akala and Elle to no avail. Turns out there is a permanent seeming uh, memory block over an hour-long stretch of time when she was working one night that the party thinks may be related to their current mission. She was shipped off to the Jedi Temple uh, to go meet with Ugle and company to see if they can better address that. Um, meanwhile, Digo Nevada entered the scene, uh, trying and failing to get Rama back, uh, by kneeing him in the groin for freezing him in carbonite. Um, <laughs> Digo <laughs> also, uh, flirts with the party a little bit and talks about himself. Um, it is revealed through some context clues that Digo's, uh, family was killed when he was very young, prompting a life of... Uh, crime and ne'er-do-well activity, um, which he has in common with Rama as well. Um, beyond that, Monkey was fitted with a uh, Sith original uh, stealth drive taken from old Sith stealth probes, 
Rosie revealed as well that she uses a vast array of different technology from suspicious origins to construct her creations around her laboratory, including some Sith artifact, uh, or not artifacts, but Sith uh, technology. Artifacts in the sense that they're old, but not that they're particularly powerful. Um, and that uh, leads us to where we are now. The party just spent the night in the uh, organic living quarters in Rosie's garage. Um, as you guys wake up and kind of come out of your bunks, um, you see uh, right away a large white, you uh, or not U-Haul, but in this universe, We-Haul van. <laughs> uh, <laughs> About the size of a, uh, it's about the width of a U-Haul, but double the length of a traditional moving van. You also notice that instead of traditional wheels, it is hovering slightly off the floor. It is capable of flying through the air, unlike traditional We-Hauls. Wouldn't that be so convenient to have in our world? Uh, would make moving, especially around the cities, <laughs> a lot less of a pain in the ass if you could just park that shit next to an open window. Um, I created it, and I'm mad that it exists in this universe and not ours. Uh, how's... <laughs> How's that for you? You guys see uh, a bunch of droids, uh, mechanics droids, operating on this van, painting it completely white um, and cleaning out the interior. You guys also notice several uh, large cargo crates with the Vlad Tetraplex logos on them. Digo is also out here uh, just chilling, uh, seemingly friendly with Monkey as well. Uh, he and M-Zero are on the couch just kind of hanging out, eating some breakfast. M zero notices you guys now awake and goes. Morning, little guy. How'd you sleep? Uh, <clears throat> recharge, re reboot, whatever you do. <laughs> um, and then you see M zero kind of like gesture over to Digo, and Digo says, "Me and this uh, little creature actually made good friends last night on the couch. Uh, it turns out there is a lot of interesting stuff that this droid can do that I just." Uh, Never know about. He's a very good boy. He's got R2, uh, D2 style navigation systems for interstellar travel. He's got the uh, stealth device. He has mail probe for interstellar comms. He's got holographics arrays. He's a very uh, well equipped droid. Aren't you, little monkey? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go get food. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, L takes one look at this scenario and dips immediately to the kitchen area. <laughs> um, you see that Digo left out like some batter that was made into pancakes um, and a carton of eggs and some milk and some other breakfast materials. You can start whipping up if you like. Does Rosie have a waffle maker? I prefer waffles. Um, <laughs> uh, why don't you ask around? You, there might be a droid that can make waffles or a waffle maker just around, but you'll have to do some looking. Go ahead and make me an investigation check. Yeah. Oh, I'm good at investigation. Let's get waffles. 15 for a waffle check. Waffles. Uh, <laughs> 15. Uh, you're kind of looking around the kitchen um, and you notice like small little like almost like wind up little droids kind of like walking around like refilling like salt shakers and stuff like that. And as you're kind of looking around the kitchen area saying like, I wonder if Rosie has a waffle maker. One of the droids like starts like jumping like up counters and then opens a cabinet like swinging it open. And you see that there's like a waffle maker on the top shelf that you can nice. use. Yeah, I'm going to make some waffles. Hell yeah, man. Um, think about my place in the universe and the nature of the force and worry about Cecil all at the same time. Elle's multitasker yeah. like that. 
Yeah, I will say that you didn't have any strange dreams or apparitions last night. Um, everything was calm and normal. Um, Akala and uh, Rama, what's good with you guys this morning? Uh, I'll probably just be on the search for some like tea or something, something light. And we are in a tea shop, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can go upstairs if you want and just run around to the in the bookshop and uh, grab yourself a cup of tea if you like, or there might be some tea bags around if you want to bump uh, elbows with Elle in the kitchen, you can do that too. Um, yeah, so I'll say you can go and find some tea, however you like. Um, and Rama, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. <clears throat> Rama's going to go uh, also grab some tea from the tea shop and hopefully remember where the Mandalorian straws are. Um, just snatch one up. Okay. Um, so, Akla, are you are you also committed to going upstairs to go to the tea shop? Yeah, I don't really want to bump elbows with L right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> wow, rude. We had a tense night. Really, did we? Is that what that was? <laughs> L's like, I just told the truth. I don't know what I'm talking. I don't know what's wrong here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's as a guy setting that was... boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yes. Okay. So, um, let me think. Right. So, uh, you two go up into the bookshop. Um, I'm going to say that you are able to go behind the counter. There is a, not Rosie herself, but a replicant body of Rosie that's not running her full AIs at the counter, just doing normal cashiering work. So you see her like much more mechanically than Rosie normally moves is like filling teacups and taking orders. Hello, how may I help you? Welcome to my shop. I am Rosie. Are you looking for a specific book? Thank you for coming. Ching, ching. And you just like goes through the motions of checking people in and out of the store. Um, you guys brush past her, get your tea. Uh, you're able to just like sit up there and brew it for a while. Um, down where you guys just left though, in the garage, uh, L, you hear uh, Rosie come out from uh, her back room uh, and just comes and greets you and says, Hello, how are you this morning, L? Pretty good. She's a pretty damn good waffle maker. Makes them in like the little strips. I like that. So you can like just dip it. It's nice. I'm glad that you find enjoyment of it. I do not know necessarily the uh, pros and cons of different waffle makers, considering that I don't eat waffles. But I'm glad it's getting some use. Yeah. So, uh, are we? When are we heading out? How's things looking today? We don't really talk well, much, you and I. It seems. Yeah, yeah, you've seemed a little bit more reserved since we've gotten to know each other, which is fine. I, you know, don't want to cross any boundaries or anything. Um, yes, we can, uh, we can leave really whenever the droids are finished putting the decals on the, uh, Wee Hall van, and, uh, we have the crates that we're going to store you all in, as well as some decoy crates that contain actual provisions for the Arachiate estate. Um, so when everybody's woken up and ready to go, and D goes in his uniform, then we can ship out. By the way, so, uh, I thought ahead and said, well, since we're going to be putting everybody in crates anyway to get you into the estate, I went ahead and ordered an extra crate that you could all store your weaponry in, and that could be carried in with you, as opposed to wearing it inside the boxes, which may be a bit less comfortable. It might make you a bit more heavier. Might make you stand out a bit more if somebody were interacting with the uh, crates. So that is an option as well. I just thought of it last minute. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
I mean, I'm fine with doing that with some stuff, but I don't really go anywhere without my staff. So it I can take it apart and hold on, it's not too heavy. But I'd feel more comfortable with my stuff close to me in case we get separated from the crates or something. Fair enough. I've also decided I'm going to send M-Zero with you. I've intended that for a while. That's why I put the stealth drive in him, to tell you the truth. I... In looking at these blueprints, I think I might know where the heart of the security system would be in the Iraqi estate. So I'm going to send him in with you to make sure that most of the security systems are disabled by the time you all are walking around. Right. Can I do an insight check? Sure. I know she's like a droid, but, and I'm not, oh, I'm a little insightful. Um, nine. Is that a natural nine? No. No. <laughs> dirty nine. It's a dirty nine. Um, hmm. Checks out. Yeah. Makes sense. Seems useful, honestly. She's, she's a robot. I can't read fucking robot. Robot. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. I kind of figured that was the end goal with the, the stealth thing. Yeah. Oculus seemed pretty worried about that. Yes, that was somewhat of a surprise to me as well. Although it doesn't shock me that you're a bit more okay with the whole Sith technology thing. Really? Like, cause... Oh, cause... Yeah. Why, why, what make, what... Well, it's not like I'm okay with it, you know? It's, it's just, like... It's, it's, it's just a stealth drive exactly it's just a stealth drive that's what i mean is that you are more likely to understand just on a doctrinal level that it's all about how one uses tools and weaponry more than what they are labeled so it's being a stealth drive from the sith it really makes no more difference than if it was a stealth drive from the jedi yeah yeah so uh Right, so we go in, uh, Monkey breaks off to go deactivate the security system, and then we find this guy and, what, just strike up a conversation? Yes, ideally, extract the information that you need from him. Uh, again, he's very well entwined with the crown, I believe, uh that was stolen, um, as well as what Sue's plans are. I don't know enough about what he knows to be able to give you any more detailed questions to ask. But needless to say, it's very important that you get the information that he has about everything that's been going on. And if you want to ask him a question or two about me, I mean, I wouldn't hate that. I mean, I know it's kind of like gauche to ask somebody to ask about you, but... Uh, never mind. Um, well, are you, are you sure you don't like... Well, I mean, I, I know you don't like want to go because you have a lot of stuff here, but, like, are you sure, like, you're okay with us, you know, probing, asking these questions? It seems like it's, like, a really tough thing for you. Uh, without hesitation, you say you see that she goes, Yes, no, this is vital. I do know that Veltz is a dangerous man. It is... Not a good thing that he has lasted so long. 
And I think that whatever dangerous things that he's doing caused, at least in part, all the dangerous things that have been happening recently on Coruscant. Even if he's not the one directly causing it, it was at least his technology or his information that did. Yeah. Or, as far as I know, but we have no other leads, so. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I'm going to say that uh, Akala and Rama, you two make your way back down into the uh, garage uh, where this conversation is happening. Um, Digo also, uh, gets up. He is now like stripped of his shirt and his jacket and he's holding up a prison guards uniform and he walks over to the kitchen and says, uh, Rosie, I think that this uniform may be a bit not my style. This is a very formal kind of a military, uh, police type of outfit. I don't know that, uh, this really just isn't kind of what I am. My vibe is, you know? Ain't, ain't that like the point of being in disguise so you're not like in your vibes well of course but I, I'm a master of subtlety and persuasion I can uh, you know what's going to be the big difference I mean it's not like that uh, this is an official shipment from the prison you know I mean this is obviously some shady business if I look like shady guy maybe it's just more above board I just kind of look at uh, Rosie <laughs> It is crucial, Dingo, that you wear the uniform. Ah, fine, fine. And he starts putting on, like, uh, a, like, tan buttoned-up shirt and a, like, blue jacket with the, like, Tetraplex logo and some, like, police uh, regalia, like, insignias on the uh, lapel. Says, I look like a fucking, I look like a fucking narc in this. It's not, it's not that bad. <laughs> Eh, shut up. You only have one outfit anyway. What do you know about style? <laughs> um, so you guys are mostly ready to hop in. Um, I'll say that you... Rosie directs you guys over to the storage crates that are going to be loaded into this van. Um, you guys see that there are uh, three refrigerator-sized uh, storage crates that are made out of insulated plastic um, that look just wide enough for all of you to squeeze into your shoulders. Aqualette fits you just fine, especially with the headroom. Um, Rama, it's a bit of a tighter squeeze with the armor. Um, so what I, I think, uh, all three of you need to make a decision about whether or not you want to have your heaviest offensive equipment with you in these storage crates, which is going to, I'm going to tell you mechanically right now, I'm going to make it harder for you guys to be carried into the, like into the heart of the estate without, uh, being detected. This is like the metal clanking, like weird heaviness of the fact that you're bringing in like shields and lightsabers and equipment. So like Rama, you can choose like full armor, no armor or armor, no weapons or however you want to do that. I'll work that in mechanically. And then uh, Akala, it's like, do you want to have your shield in the box with you? Same thing with L with uh, your staff. So you guys, what would you like to do? Um, so Rama is got to keep his helmet on, of course. So he's going right. to keep the helmet on and probably the, the breastplate just in case of, you know, shady business. Um, I'll put both blasters, um, since they're, you know, they're, they're not like they're full size blasters. I'm dual wielding as well as the arms and leg components of the armor and my explosives and thermal detonator in a different crate. 
So oh yeah, have... you do have grenades, don't you? You just haven't used them yet, right? Yeah, except yeah. in because was it the pilot or is it like the actual first episode that I rigged up all those like smoke grenades <laughs> and flashbangs? The actual first episode, <laughs> you rigged all the explosives you had inside of your own ship to. I think what you were trying to do was go down with it in case one person that you knew suspected you weren't actually dead. I was. It was a pretty bold strategy. We, I've, I've been waiting to see the grenades come back into play. Okay, it was a really so fun character intro. Um, so it, it was fun. Yeah, so you're keeping your helmet, your breastplate, but you're taking off the leg and the arm components, your pistols. Okay, so while yeah. you're in the crate, you just like won't have your weapon. And also, until you re-equip that armor, you're going to have a minus two to your AC. Yeah. Uh, one more thing. I Actually, could I bring the right arm and hold it? Because I don't want... like my cell phone going off in the bomb crate so <laughs> maybe just uh, that <laughs> yeah i'll say that you're able to keep your communicator with you um okay, so cool. still minus two to the ac but you just keep right. your communicator got it thanks got you um l um okay so i'm going to keep my staff on me i'm gonna like break it down um, but can I like make it slightly less bad if I put my armor in, uh, the other one? What is, so you're wearing like light armor, aren't you? Not technically. What are you, what armor are you wearing? I'm wearing battle armor, but That's like. That's right. It, it, well, like thematically, I just feel like L is constantly in a cutoff tag top. So I don't know how that works flavor wise, but. Not like a crop top. Well, I guess L could be in a crop tank top. I meant the sleeves cut off, but that's you, not really You could be yet. in like the equivalent of like a bulletproof vest um, yeah. and still have that look. Let me just do a quick look-ski in the PHV um, for just the different armors that you can hit. Um, Akla, in the meantime, what's your, what's your play? Uh, I don't, Do I have any armor? I feel like I don't, um, but I would like to keep my shield with me for shorties. My AC is 16, so what's that? Chain? Oh, this is heavy armor. I'm not in medium armor. Oh, you're in heavy armor? <laughs> I didn't realize you're in heavy armor. Okay, so yeah, you would have to do the same thing. Wait, what is, what is your current AC? 16. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I should get Rosie to get me some some cool armor. Yeah. Um, you could also consider buying or requiring yourself a, a shield. Um like a shield generator, like a, an electric shield, you could also do that. Oh, um, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's the thing that exists in this. Okay, so yeah. are you wearing heavy armor? So you're wearing heavy armor right now. Um, so you're probably wearing just like, yeah, like I'm going to say like a breastplate tank top, essentially. Um, and then just like ad hoc plates like sewn into your pants, uh, more or less. So I have a question. Because it's like, I, yeah. Can I wear like, like, I like to think that I have sort of, like, kind of, like, tighter, like, Kevlar legging things with plates, and then I just have, like, baggy pants over that, and I have, like, a breastplate, but I just have my, like, tank top over it. Like, I'm still wearing something underneath it, because obviously I'm not gonna have the metal just touching my skin, but, like, so it just still kind of looks like it's not as obvious that this random person is wearing armor, you know? Yeah, like, that's kind of what I was thinking, is, like, you've done something to conceal it a little bit. Yeah. Um yeah, you're wearing battle armor. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Word. Right on. Okay. So you're you're yeah, you're wearing like basically like stormtrooper like levels like of armor that I mean, that's pretty cool. I didn't fully realize that. But yeah, tanky L. Okay. Um so Pally. yes. 
So you are going to leave that behind then. Well, or I'm going to put not that behind in the in, in the box. Yeah, the the armor I'm going to put in the box. I am keeping my staff in parts with me. Great. I'll just like, so... hug it to my chest in between my like uh, chest and my legs. Yes. So then you would just remove the the armor from that. Um, so your AC, I think, should go down by two as well. No, it goes down to eleven. Oh, down to eleven. Okay, so both you, yeah. So Rama, it makes sense because you're maintaining some armor. It goes down only by two. L, yeah, your yeah. armor class is now eleven. Yeah, just to clarify, uh, the battle armor sets my AC to sixteen, but otherwise yes. my AC is just ten plus dex, so it's just eleven. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm also reading these rules like on the fly too, so we're good. Yeah, yeah. we're on the same page. The, the um, only reason I know this is just because D and D stuff. <laughs> of course, um, great. And then uh, Akla, you're going to keep your shield, or you're going to put your shield away. Yeah, yes, I'm going to keep my shield, but I also I did a little digging, and I do have a combat suit. I don't think that's particularly heavy though, so I feel like I could just keep if that. If you uh, click on I think it, it'll tell only... you whether it's heavy or light. It's light. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, your armor wouldn't make a difference either way then for these checks. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, good, good, good. Alrighty, so you guys have uh, placed your armor in those crates. It gets sealed and locked. Um, Digo has put on his uh, police carrier uniform. Um, Rosie also presents him with a forged um, manifest and like work papers and an ID badge. Um, Monkey, you hear, uh, gets into the passenger seat of the Wee Hall van. Um, and now <laughs> it's all that's left to do is for you guys to uh, get in these crates, get sealed up, get put into the van, and then you guys make the drive out there. All right. All right. Uh, so you guys get laid in state. Uh you, you hear uh, droids. 99 bottles of blue milk on the wall. 99 bottles of blue milk. <laughs> can we sing on the way there? No. <laughs> I mean, you oh. can. I do not. Well, I'm not going to be the only one singing. Wait, we're not like in the crates for the entire time, right? Like, we just get in the crates at the end? Or how long does it take to get to... Like, how long are we in these crates for? Well, um, the journey over to the South Pole will only take about a few hours. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah. So I suppose you guys could jump in the crates earlier than that. Um, but you certainly want to be in them before any sort of docking procedure. So that's up to you. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So you guys can choose to get in them now or not. Um, but I'll wait a little bit. I don't want to cramp. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Cool. Um, well, you guys get loaded up into the back uh, with all these other crates. Um, the Weehaul uh, Van Doors... Uh, shut and you hear rosie talk to digo um from outside the van uh through the window right and uh you know all the procedures and the call outs right yes 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 we've drilled them enough i understand how to get us in there uh will you open up the comms again on our way out should we just drop directly off to here or yes you should just come directly here after you're done and also sorry i'm getting um, a hollow call you guys hear uh, from outside the van. Well, hello, Rosie. Nice to finally see you again. Hello, Queen Melaronin. How can I help you? 
Well, this is your last chance, Rosie. You've kept me waiting far too long. What you ask is simply unreasonable, and you will not be able to brute force your way through this. Ah, that's where you're wrong. I'm bringing the entirety of the hive into the Coruscant orbit in a manner of days. And when I do, there'll be no place for you to go. That would be suicidal. You know that the Coruscanti air control will shoot you out of the sky before you're out of hyperspace. Oh, I've got some new friends that I think will be keeping them plenty distracted. You know, if you didn't want me to break down your door, you could join the hive yourself if you wanted. I would get the AI I desire, and you would remain alive. That will not happen, I do not think. This is the last we'll speak, Queen Melaronin. I've got things to do. <laughs> All right, Dingo. Why don't you get them out of here? Aye, aye, Captain. Uh, and you guys feel the Weehaul van lift and start uh, flying through the garage and then out the bay doors. Anybody else get the heebie-jeebies from that queen lady? Yeah. Heebie-jeebies right. from the lady who said she's gonna invade Coruscant and has people on the inside in order to help her do it? I, I would say so, yes. Yeah, something about that rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, I think it's the military invasion part. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. Well, I guess we can add that to the <laughs> list. <laughs> hey, hey, Rob, can you have more shit go wrong on this planet real quick? <laughs> Not enough shit's going wrong. See, the question that you need to be really thinking about is, are we really adding new things to the list, or have they always been there? Rob says, open your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> They're both there and not there. Schrodinger's plot hooks. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, man, I'm, I'm here for the mystery as well. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Um, I do. <laughs> that's because you're you're God, and you know you're just here to keep up appearances. <laughs> okay, um, so Digo flies you guys. It's about a two hour trip uh, to get close to the South Pole. Um, you guys are in this windowless van, so you can't really see out of it. Monkey and Digo are playing some uh, trash pop on the radio like the entire time. Um, a lot of like strange music that sounds like it was made underwater that like doesn't really resonate with you all but Digo is like really in his feels about like it's like a rock rock anthem for mermaids Elle is thing. probably really into it Elle just likes weird music it's space Frank Ocean <laughs> <laughs> both of you to assume that y'all wouldn't be vibing with space Frank Ocean <laughs> I'd vibe with space Frank Ocean but Rama is certainly not going to tell Digo about that I like to think Ram was tapping one like leaden foot like every like eighth beat. <laughs> this is good. This is good music. Yeah. Uh, Dio doesn't hear you. He's just like loudly singing along to it, um, which it sounds like a lot of like gurgling fish noises. But like, <laughs> so, you, know, you can throw blinks in your own mind. I don't have fish anatomy. I can't even make these sounds. Um, Sorry. 
It's just Splatoon music. <laughs> <laughs> that joke is solely for me. I know none of you play Splatoon, but it's Splatoon music. Oh. Alrighty. So uh, about an hour and a half into your journey, um, you guys notice that the turbulence in the air starts to pick up a little bit more and you can start hearing more clearly just the howling wind as you guys enter the frozen wasteland at the south pole of Coruscant. Um, Digo gives you guys the heads up. He turns off the music and says, all right, guys, 30 minutes and it's, uh, and it's go time. I will get you into his, uh, into his basement, most likely, is what it sounds like they are going to store you in the short term. Uh, uh, he gives you guys uh, his information for a comms link. Um, and says, I will let you know how the guards are acting around the garage, but I will stay with the ship as long as I can, uh, and I will be waiting in the garage for you guys to depart. Uh, undoubtedly, if you guys get detected, my cover will be blown as well which means that I will uh, be here defending the ship, um, hopefully, until you get back. So if things go south, uh, get what you came here for quick. Um, but if uh, things stay quiet on my end, then I'll wait around as long as I can. Uh, he also brought along his weaponry too, um, so he's, he's ready for a fight. Um, this would probably be a good time for us to uh, seal you in the boxes right let's go fuck yeah so all three of you lay down in these refrigerator boxes um again like insulated plastic there are like small pillows and like some rough blankets in there so it's not completely unbearable um monkey and Digo uh slide over the plastic covers and seal them and you can hear that uh it's not an airtight lock um and they do like drill like small holes into like some of the corners so you're getting airflow um, but otherwise feels like a tight seal on the outside um, and all of your guys vision goes dark what you hear as you approach the estate uh, is just the comms chatter that you're hearing only from Tigo's side yeah so uh, you hear on the comms yes uh, this is a tetraplex we haul uh, delivery truck we're bringing in the uh, Bi-weekly delivery for the estate. Uh, my code is uh, 18A49706BW. Thank you for the clear. We'll be landing in about 10 minutes. Uh, we're going to need uh, the usual transportation uh, for the cargo. It's quite heavy this time. Uh, he meets the comms and says, hang on, y'all, and stay quiet. Uh, you hear the ship kind of come in for a landing after a few minutes. You hear large metallic bay doors open and snow uh, falling into a metal container. And you guys descend into a large garage. After a few minutes, you hear several uh, pairs of footsteps. Uh, you hear them knock on the back of the wee hall. You hear the wee hall doors open. You hear Digo say, Yes, 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 right. Like, uh, business as usual. Uh, it's the usual fare for these sorts of deliveries, you know. It's not uh, fun coming all the way to the South Pole. Yeah, yeah, buddy. You'll get your money. Don't worry about it. Um, and uh, first, Akala, uh, you feel your box being uh, lifted 
upright, I'm going to need you to make me an initial uh, stealth check. All right. Let's hope I don't fucking fail this. Oh my god, you've got to be fucking kidding me. There's a net one. Oh my god, I was so oh, worried me. that was gonna be me. Oh. <laughs> Off to a good start. God damn it! That, Soul that's just a goes four. off in your pocket. That's a four. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. Fuck, dude. This trooper has a minus one to intelligence. <laughs> And you got a, a natural one. Okay. Which, I'm, I'm so, sorry, brings it up to five, not four. Five. Brings up to five. Okay. Okay. Digo's going to have a chance to save your life here. He is going to roll persuasion real quick. And this is going to dictate how the scene's going to play out. Um, so... Let me just narrate this. So the box starts moving, Akala. You realize that this person is trying to stand you up in the box to like load you on a forklift, but because of how you were laying down in the box, your feet were not like touching the end of the box. Your head was touching the topmost part of the box. And since you're short, as they lift you, your whole body slides down to the foot of the box and it like topples over onto him for a second. And uh, he could hear like your body rattle around, and he can hear the clanking of the shield, um, and feel you like moving around in the box. And he uh, says, "Hey, man, what the fuck? This doesn't feel like the uh, the normal, uh, you know? Doesn't? I think I felt something moving in there. Are you sure this one's dead?" This is a podcast. Thank That's a nat God. 20. Thank fucking God. <laughs> That's a nat 20. <laughs> that is a nat 20. Oh my God. <laughs> Digo, let's go. Digo rushes to help him load it onto the forklift and he tilts the box back down so that your body weight is leaning against the back of the box. Um, and so you're not moving around as much anymore and says, careful, you idiot. Of course it's dead. Do you think that we would bring him alive? Jesus Christ, who did they pay you? You must be new on this job. Didn't this place get robbed a few weeks ago? What is going on here? Listen, pal, this is very delicate merchandise. You can't just be lifting it all willy-nilly with your back like that or else it's going to fall on you and it's going to spill everywhere and then it's going to be your ass on the line. Yeah, man, whatever. Fuck. Just load it on the forklift and get it in there. Um... You feel your body aqua being loaded on something mechanical that has like lift and springs. Um, and you feel yourself being wheeled upright like a mummy uh, through several corridors. You feel cert like a, a left turn and you hear a series of doors open um, until finally you are delivered in some place that feels very cold. Next is L. L, go ahead and roll me a stealth check as you, you get loaded onto the forklift. I cannot believe we had a back-to-back now on back 20. I would Jesus not Christ. lie to you about that. I fully thought that a fight was going to start right then and there. Holy shit. Okay, <laughs> L, what you got? Uh, that's a 12. 12. Um, okay, yes. So 12 will do it for right now. Um, 
The, the DC to pass that was not high, by the way. That was a DC 10 check that you not won. <laughs> I got halfway there uh, with just my, with my stats. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so you shift around slightly in the box, um, but uh, Digo is now helping this guy load, uh, load these boxes onto the forklift. Um, there's kind of a series of soldiers that are kind of just like mulling around. You hear some droid noises, but otherwise... Things go smoothly. Uh, same as Akula, you feel yourself get wheeled through some hallways. You can hear also some like the squeak of like linoleum. Um, also, uh, yeah, and then you at the very end of it again, you get wheeled through a series of doors and you feel yourself in some place very cold and come to a rest. Next is Rama. Rama, go ahead and roll me a stealth check. All right. <clears throat> um, so my armor gives me a minus one to stealth. But I'm not wearing it. Is half the armor cancel that out? Uh, yes or no? Yes. So you're not going to take a minus to your stealth. Excellent. Okay. Ugh. That is a nine. A nine. Um, a nine is not quite good enough. Um, so they pick up the box, and while you're able to keep your body steadily, you do hear a couple uh or not not you but like it can be heard from the box like the rattling of your armor basically like your helmet clanking against the box um hey man uh are you sure that these boxes have what they're supposed to have in them like this one just sounds like it's a bunch of metal and it's pretty heavy too Man, if you keep asking questions, I'm going to have to shoot you in the face. I just can't deal with it. This feels like your first time on the job. It is completely implausible that there is anything wrong. Again, this is coming from the prison. He helped build the thing. You think that we would fuck this up? No. So get on moving, please. Dear roll the 16 to help you out. There you go. Um, and you also get wheeled in there. Um... You get wheeled into the same cold, dark space. You hear uh, as you are delivered and several other boxes containing your stuff and other supplies are delivered that after about 10 or 15 minutes, you guys cease hearing the opening and closing of the doors leading to wherever it is you guys are. Um, so now you guys are in complete darkness. Um, you have your comms down right now um, just for maximum stealth. Nobody's ringing you. Uh, it is now your guys' prerogative to move around. And we're able to get out of the boxes ourselves? Yes. it'll. You'll have to make a strength check to do so to just like force the lids off. Yeah, I'll do that. All right. All right I'll do it. Yeah. All right. I will also do it. Not that strong. Six. Can it be athletics? Um, six is not going to do it. You, uh, you like push up and like you bang against the lid but it doesn't hit uh so you're gonna have to also it doesn't lift so you're gonna have to also roll me a stealth check oh uh, what about um, a nine nine also doesn't go ahead and roll me a stealth check how about a ten? Ten does do it you're able to like push <laughs> the seal up and break it and you actually are definitely able to remove uh the lid on your box um you do see that akala and ella are struggling what were those stealth checks uh, i got exactly a ten uh, I got a three. Uh, ten will do it. Um, three. I'm retired. Fuck. Get out. As here. you are like banging against this and are unable to get the like lid off that's been sealed on there, um, you hear uh, down the hallway a set of footsteps approaching. I immediately stop doing what I was doing. <laughs> okay. 
Rama, you're already outside of this. You hear the outside of your box. You hear the footsteps approaching as well. Um, it's just you right now, and you don't have your blasters. So what what are you gonna do? And there's footsteps coming straight here. Um, um, I mean, they sound faint, and you remember that there's several doors like that you had to go through. So they could be far away, or they could be close. You're not really sure. Um, let's see here. Uh, in the so we're in the basement, correct? <clears throat> you are, yeah. So you know that the basement basically is T-shaped. The bottom of the T is where you guys came in from. And then you guys went down, you know, from just the way that you turned in those boxes that you went left down the left side of like the T in the hallway um, and are now in some offshoot room over there. Okay. Well, I guess, I guess the, do, can I roll a perception check to see if there's any uh, like good hiding places where I'd also be able to see what's going on? Um, I mean, it's pretty dark in this box. Um, also, now that you're outside of the, the box that you were contained in, you look around and you see that you are in a, like a, a freezer. You're like in a meat locker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so like there are, uh, there are like slabs of like different huge, like things of meat, uh, on hooks in this like relatively cramped space. Um, this is only like a... 10 foot by 10 foot freezer locker. Um, so, you know, the crates you can see are like up against a wall like that you came out of and there's other crates that are in here, but you uh, you also do see your weapons crate that you can go and uh, open to. Um, but there's a door on the locker, so you can't see path like outside this room at all. Okay. Um, would I be able to see if the door is locked? I guess probably um, wouldn't lock from the outside. It's a freezer. Never mind. That wouldn't make sense. Probably wouldn't lock from this side. <laughs> Unless they're freezing something alive. Um, all right. I'm going to... I'm going to uh, try and open up the weapons crate just enough to time to grab a singular pistol and hop back in my, my crate. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make me a dexterity check to retrieve your pistol quickly and get in back into your crate. That's a 17. 17. That's that's quite good. Um, so you'll be able to grab your pistol and get back into your crate. You won't be able to put the lid back on it, though. So you're just in your crate. With, did you grab both of them or just one? I'll let uh, you grab both if you want. Wait, both of them? I mean, could I grab one of them in exchange for being able to put the lid back on? No. Just... <laughs> Why can't they put the lid back on? Because <laughs> like the boxes were stacked, like you can't hold the lid back up because you guys were placed like flush against the wall, standing up. Like Could as I if, turn like, it backward to face the wall. I guess that would look kind of weird. <laughs> um, you could, but you are running out a little bit of a time, so I need a commitment of any. If there's anything else you want to do right now, you get one more thing to do it before whoever's walking towards you is going to come through the doors pretty quickly. So, so I'm you, I'm visible inside of the crate though. I mean, but it's going to be dark when they open it up, and you're wearing dark armor, so like you could make you could plausibly make a stealth check. I'll let you do this. I'll let you make a stealth check to see how hidden you are, just crouching in your box, Got holding it. your gun, if that's oh. what you want. Or you can try to hide behind some of this meat. Or that's a natural like, twenty, late. or a twenty-four. Yeah, you're able to hide completely. <laughs> however, you would like. If you roll, yeah, I guess twenty. I picture I just get some like bantha meat and put it over myself, and then crouch at the bottom of the crate. <laughs> okay, interesting. So you just like get a slab of bantha meat, 
like okay i'm a sack of like huge ribs like body-sized <laughs> five foot ribs you bring it into your crate and just kind of like crouch against it i'm trying like to holding... explain how i, ha- I can't just ex- give give a plausible like natural 20 for the for my stealth check i think that would be unless you have a different idea no i think this will work like if you like have the meat in kind of the the crate uh that'll give you like an initial kind of well but a nat 20 though hmm i don't want to take away your agency and how you hide but i feel like it needs to be pretty foolproof right well do you have a better i you, you could you also know this freezer better than i do yeah you could also just kind of rule the nat 20 as something looking out so like they just don't go for that crate first oh fair um yes okay that makes sense that? Okay. oh <laughs> thank you mills very good get a spark an idea um it's so, cool to open my crate first it's fine i'll die <laughs> so Raba. yeah you're hearing the footsteps pistols, by the way since you since you let me yes uh you've got both, both pistols you've been panicking you went to the crate you grabbed your pistols you went into the crate that you were hauled in here with you grabbed some bantam meat realized that wasn't gonna work out um <laughs> You hear one set of doors open and footsteps. Boom, boom, boom. I think it came from in here. I heard some noises. Uh, and then uh, you hear the footsteps approach the freezer locker door. feels like they're right outside. You see the handle turn. And then from outside the freezer, you hear a... And a big crash as like plates and metal objects are flung onto a linoleum floor. And they said, there he is. Wait, where is it? I don't see him. I think it went that way. Um, and you hear them rush out the other direction. Um, but you don't hear any alarms. Oh, oh, I'm going to throw the meat down and just catch my breath. You can see like the fog emanating from <laughs> inside the helmet. Just, oh God. Okay. Can I open up uh, L's box? Yes. Uh, go ahead and, and just make me uh, a... DC five strength check because you're both are going to be working on this. So that's a that's a two. Can I give Did the you... help action? Since yeah, I yeah. Help to. Action. yeah. So the help does that give me what's Advantage. it do again for this case? I got it. Yeah. All right, moving again. That's a three. Oh my god! Can I try pushing it myself? <laughs> twenty yeah, three, and you... three to twenty two and three. What you know, maybe mine was just. I honestly, we're both pretty strong, so maybe mine was just closed weird. They got yeah. some, there's something jammed in it. Uh, yeah, you, you do kind of notice like Rama, like for like for some reason, like L's got dented a little bit. So there's like now like a, a little bit of like a roll on the metal that sealed it. So uh, yeah, uh, L, you can, you can really quick thinking that the t- me, Akala and L can get L's off. Yeah. How about okay. how about both Akala and L? You just roll with advantage from Rama giving you the help action. See what you get. For strength again. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just parted this. It's That's getting out of the box. Uh, 15 for me. Jesus 15. 15 will, 15 will do it. You're able to, to lift the lid off and like catch it before it falls. Um, uh, and you are now out in the freezer as well. New D20, uh, by the way. Doesn't do me wrong like the other one did. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Al, what'd you get? Nine. <laughs> Again. That's with advantage? Yeah, otherwise, without advantage, it would have been a natural one. (laughs) (laughs) 
Can I grab a meat hook and see if I can use it like a crowbar? Can I use the force? Up? Can I use my force push pull cantrip <laughs> to try and help out here? Yeah, yeah if you want to burn, if you want to burn a cantrip, oh! just force push this. Thing. Opening a door or container is <laughs> <laughs> explicitly listed in the <laughs> in the description of the spell. Perfect. I yeah. I use. I used, I was going to say channel force, but that's its own thing. I used the force to levitate <laughs> the top door open and gently yes. lead it somewhere else. Yes, you're able to to use the force much like a child going to their dad to unscrew the top of a peanut butter jar. <laughs> just like, oh, there's a being out there that is far more powerful than me that can do this easily. Just <laughs> And yeah, so you're able to like very dexterously just like pop off the lid to this uh, plastic uh, metal insulated container that you're in and able to definitely put it to the side so it doesn't crash. Um, you guys are now all three in the freezer. Rama has already opened up uh, one storage crate um, again, so you guys notice right off the bat, you're in a meat freezer and there's a lot of different slabs of meat on hooks and just like stored perishables, but it's like all meat. And you also notice um, blood bags, like uh, like donated bags of like blood that are being kept cold. Um, I called it. That's gross. Are they, they're in a freezer Can I though, investigate like- this meat? <clears throat> uh, sure. Yeah, you can investigate it. I can't. That's a six. Six. It's meat. It I like looks like, like animal meat. I need to get different dice. These are um, like I, maybe these just aren't vibing. I'm gonna get some red and blue dice for in honor of the forest. Hold on. Keep that's going. fascinating. The blood freezes at 31 degrees Fahrenheit, so I guess it could be Rama wouldn't know that. Is he a vampire? Is that what's happening right now? That's how he's living forever. (laughs) He's getting... He's using the prison to farm meat and blood and stuff to keep his flesh prison operational. Okay, I got new dice. Fucking disgusting. Um... It's really fun hearing theories about the campaign from a DM's perspective because it very much just feels like people outside of the mall being like, the sky is going to fall, man, because, like, <laughs> Jeff Bezos owns an island, like, where all the rich people are at. It's like, you know, like, the basics of, like, why this is bad, but you haven't quite figured out the details, and it's just very <laughs> <Yeah>. fun. <laughs> Hello. Everyone, I hope you're having a good Wednesday. We have just released season four, episode 33. And um, I wanted to say thank you for waiting so very patiently for this episode. And I wanted to come on here to say that we have officially wrapped season four. Um, kind of crazy. Um, and what that means is the very next episode is going to be the last episode of Guildfellows ever. Um, kind of crazy, insane, insane. Um, it'll be the last like regular like story episode. We're going to have a season four wrap episode, as we always do. And then we're going to have a podcast, post-mortem, wrap-up, whatever, whatever, whatever. So... 
as you're hearing this, if you're in our Discord channel, uh, our question channel will be open for both season four questions and podcast overall questions. I think we're probably going to like go season by season and just kind of reflect and see how far we've come and all this stuff. Um, But take this as the opportunity to kind of, you know, talk to all of us as a unit for the last time, possibly. So, um, yeah, that's that's what we're going to do. Um, which also means this is going to be my last announcement, update, whatever thing ever, probably. So, um, yeah. I don't know. That's really all I kind of have to say. I'm a little behind on our social media pages, so I apologize for that. But um, we'll we'll get there. We'll catch up. And, um, yeah, next week's going to be the very last story episode, season four finale. And then um, I'm not 100% sure when the wrap-up episodes are going to happen. They may not happen for a while, simply because a lot of us are busy um, and we're just kind of working around our schedule. Um, So they might not happen for a few weeks. We're going to try to squeeze them in eventually. Um, we're going to try to squeeze them in quick, but if they don't happen for a minute, then they won't happen for a minute, but they'll definitely at least come out this summer. I will make sure that happens. Um, they'll come out as soon as I can wrangle everyone together. So, um, yeah, that's, that's it. I think that's all I really want to say. I don't really need to go into the regular spiel that I do because I don't know. It's. It's almost over. Um, yeah. Thank you to Arcane Anthems for the, the theme song, as always. Um, and thank you to everyone who has listened uh, thus far. And I'll we'll get into it more once those wrap-ups come out. Um, but, yeah. That's, that's what I've got. Thank you for listening. Um, that's all I've got for you guys today. We love you all so much. Keep your heads up. Stay safe. We love you. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Um, as I start putting my staff together, um, mm. I'm not going to put it together in the usual way. In that the end pieces I'm going to keep and like, fasten to my side, and they'll essentially function as batons, but I'm just going to use it as a lightsaber. Your staff is a lightsaber? Yeah. Word. Uh, so you're just keeping the middle emitter part? Yeah. And okay. I, I'm like, you know, it takes me like a little bit to like get it and get my armor back on um, as we're in here. Yeah. Um, I think that the like I don't want to brush past this because you haven't when's the last time you've used your lightsaber? Um I probably haven't used it like as a lightsaber in earnest since my last mission. Um I think like it's not that it's never been powered on. I think as soon as I came back to Coruscant, I probably worked on trying to figure out a way to um like, you know, to disguise it cuz I I couldn't get rid of it, um, and I didn't want to be found out. But this kind of seems like a well, this is kind of seems like a pull out the stops sort of mission. So 
yeah, I think that would be the decision Elle would make in the moment. Well, actually, Elle's been thinking about it, um, I think, when, like, they're meditating and stuff about how to go, you know, how to plan and uh, how to approach this topic. So, yeah, we're just going to... Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I think that you are able to feel kind of like as you're preparing your lightsaber and like holding the true like handle emitter for it for the first time in years be like, like it's, you can feel that like this tool that you have has been longing for a moment like this for a long time and that this feels somewhat not more natural to you than just wielding a, a metal pipe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there any? Do you want to describe your lightsaber at all, just so we can get a good, clear picture of what you're holding? Yeah. So um, Elle's lightsaber is this kind of like charcoal gray. It's uh, very smooth and sleek, um, and it's like the the handle is like slightly longer than what you would expect for a regular lightsaber but it is a double saber um obviously it's not turned on right now because yeah but uh it, it's a white lightsaber and or kind of like a whitish gray and um it he can basically make it so it can do one side or the other or both so um but it's like it's a very minimal kind of just like a dark gray sort of neutral thing if you didn't know it was a lightsaber you would probably expect it to just look like some sort of baton which is uh how else been able to kind of disguise it within the staff because part of um the button that like or the way that activates the lightsaber is still the way that powers the the vibra staff um yeah yes yeah you're able to kind of convert the power source into a secondary purpose mm-hmm. um yeah i mean i kind of ima- i'm imagining like since this is all like modular. You were able to like graft some metal over the emitter. So it wasn't so obvious that it was an emitter, but you could still kind of like screw it on. So you're basically holding, like you said, like a plain ish kind of baton sort of deal. Um, I like it. Very nice. Um, I made it myself. (laughs) Um, so you guys are free to move around. Now you guys are in the freezer locker. What's the next move? I'm gonna put on the rest of like my armor, grenades, whatever it is, uh, remote detonator. Just get fully geared up. Um, excellent, excellent. I'm going to very carefully, very slowly, very quietly peer out the door into the hallway. Great. So you turn this freezer door and you just crack it open just a little bit, um, and you're able to see through this crack. Um, not very much, but you see. Um, a series of sterile looking metal benches um, and you see on the outside of the room there are um, on from what you can see there are just like jars filled with various organs like you can see a brain preserved in a jar a heart preserved in a jar you can see um, you can see a Trandoshan skull on an examining table um, that has been cleaned and bleached, um, and you see other uh, organs and body parts in preservation jars. Um, and you can you know from your experience with your mother, who is a doctor, and just being around the medical corps, that this looks a lot like a morgue. Amazing! What a great sign! <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but that's all you can see through that little crack. So there might be more around there. You have to, you'll have to step out. Also, you notice that like, this doesn't lead into a hallway. Like there is another door that leads to a hallway, right? like uh, somewhere in this room. Hey, Aklo, can you see? It looks like a morgue, I guess. I I've got a bad her. feeling about this. Yeah. Um, unexpected. He said the thing. He said the thing. <laughs> Yeah, um, so what would you guys like to do next? Um, I, I'll just wait until make sh- I make sure uh, L and Rama have everything yeah. they need on and suited up, and then I'll maybe open the door a little more. Okay, yeah, so remember that you guys now regain all your armor class benefits um, and your negatives to stealth if you have them uh, to your armor um, as per usual. So you open the door a little more, and you basically see what caused the commotion. You see on the ground a uh, a metal concave tin that Akla you would recognize as like a tin that would be held by a nurse as like a dentist or a doctor is like putting in stitches to somebody or pulling teeth and that it's like a receptacle for stray objects. You see that on the floor as well as like some scalpels, some medical scissors and some other equipment that were evidently thrown on the floor by an invisible monkey um who then bolted out the door the other way um and you can you don't hear any blaster fire but you do hear like footsteps going like back and forth kind of frantically um like in the hallway and you can kind of like hear some commotion but it doesn't seem like the alarms are raised yet yes also as you guys pull out into this uh larger examining room you notice that the other side aqua of the room that you couldn't see from the cracked open door has um stacks and stacks of wine bottles amazing yes um (laughs) you also notice like a couple small barrels and some uh instruments that would be used for moving liquids from place to place like funnels and uh pipette tubes and stuff like that can i pull up the uh the blueprint map that rosie gave me on my hologram arm thing yes Good right, idea. <laughs> and see see where we should uh we should go next um while i do it i'll be like this guy's got wine next to human organs i fucking hate rich people that cannot be up to code um <laughs> <laughs> health inspector would be very unhappy with the brain <laughs> <laughs> you're never supposed to put the cooked meat next to the uncooked meat that's exactly <laughs> um what a fucking asshole anyway um (laughs) the blueprint uh pops up and so for the basement level again it's like it's t-shaped um so with the garage on the base of the t right that is like a big square room that's where you guys landed um at the top of the t where the hallway that goes from left to right um intersects with the hallway that you guys took to get uh from the garage to this hallway where you guys turned um you notice that you're on the left side of the T in a offshoot of that left hallway. Um, so you, when I refer to the left hallway, that is the, the left part of the T, if you were looking at the blueprint, and the right hallway is the right side of that median line. Right where the median line is, is a, you know, like from the blueprint, is a like door that leads to a big staircase on the other side that brings you up to the ground floor. Um, does that all make sense or do you need mm-hmm. got it okay cool cool, cool. 
Should we go straight for the staircase, or do we need to make a stop first? Look, planning isn't really my strong suit. I mean, one of you guys has to know what we're gonna do. Elle just kind of looks toward Aqua. <laughs> well, I guess we should figure out where uh, a target is. Um, I think we should maybe check it out before deciding exactly where to go. Can I scroll out so I can see the full complex? Sure, yeah. Um, the complex is broken down into uh, essentially three different floors plus an exterior view um, and with no blueprints of... Uh, you know that there is a tower attached to this building, but you don't see it in the blueprints besides just where it is. You don't see any floor planning for that. So you see that the exterior of the estate is basically a mansion-style house with uh, somewhat medieval trappings on the facade, like brick stonework um, and like high walls around the estate. Um, the basement you see is this T-shape that connects the garage to some storage areas in the rest of the house. The second floor has a series of larger rooms, including a living room and a large dining room, as well as an entryway with a grand staircase leading to the second floor. The second floor from the blueprints you can tell is more like a bedroom sleeping area that has smaller individual rooms um, and a U-shape around the central staircase. Um, the best way I can think to describe the shape of like the ground floor staircase meeting with the second floor is uh, the Luigi's Mansion level in Mario uh, 64. Um, where you have this Say grand no staircase. That's a GameCube and then there's game, like, excuse me. It's not an N64 game. No, I'm talking about the Luigi's Mansion level in Mario 64. So it's not called Luigi's Mansion. It's the Haunted Mansion, but it is uh, the like inspiration okay. for Luigi's Mansion okay. in the GameCube game. But anyway, the like if you go up the central staircase, you now have a floor plan in the shape of a U or a staple where you have this balcony going around the stairs with bedrooms around that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what time is it on my uh, what time does it say on my communicator device? Um, see, so you guys left mid-morning. It took a couple hours to get there. I'm going to say that it is 2 p.m. All right. It's 2 p.m. The target probably wouldn't be asleep. Uh, could be in this bedroom. Probably not. Too late for a meal time. It's most likely going to be wherever he spends his time when he's not uh, eating, sleeping, or shitting. So if there's uh, one thing I know about rich people. <laughs> murder He's probably in the... Per- <laughs> he's probably in the puppy murdering room um there's one thing you know about rich people they uh are massively insecure so he probably put himself in the giant dick tower thing all bets 2 p.m that's where it's gonna be he probably will be there for a while we could also hang out till we can guess he'd have dinner and try and rush him in the, the dining room i'd feel more comfortable staying on the move all right well He's like 9,000 years old. I don't know what his eating schedule is. Yeah, I actually don't want to think about that. The first thing I know in Bounty Hunting, the less you think about your target, the better. Ugh. Nasty That's motherfucker. like the opposite of what we learned, I think. Not for uh, Bounty Hunting, but like for, I don't know, whatever the fuck it is. The Jedi. Jedi-ing. <laughs> yeah. Say, why'd you leave again? All right, let's head upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to head toward the target, which uh, we believe is going to be in the tower, Rob. Okay, so d- before you get anywhere close to the tower, you just have to handle getting into the hallway first. And remember, there are guards around. So 
I just didn't want you guys to forget yeah. that and like kind of the so, moment yeah, of the conversation. Yeah. We're gonna sneak. Them. We're gonna do some Metal Gear shit. You know. So if uh, is looking through the hallway, like, are the guards just like frenzying, or have they like calmed down a bit? Is there some sort of like timing we could finagle? Um, I'll say that if you guys want to try to uh, predict where the guards are in the hallways and like in this basement, like T structure of hallways, mm-hmm. um, anybody can roll me a perception check. Damn it. I have high perception. I'm there. That is about, a can we, 16. Could we say it might be a stealth check? Well, so you're not trying to hide from them right now. What you guys I'm are trying to do is get a beat on their location. So I, I got, got a, my, uh... a 16 on perception in the hallway. <laughs> okay. Oh, <sorry. laughs> yes, 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 yes. Back to the actual important part. Um, uh, yes. So 16 um, on the hallway. So you know that they were like moving around kind of frantically like back and forth like looking for where M0 went. Now, Akala, you're not hearing any footsteps, but you can hear them like as you lean up against the door of this morgue, you can hear them saying, I don't know where he went, man. That was super strange. It was just one of those droids that w- and they, it went invisible. And you hear another one of the guards say, yeah, I, it's probably one of Veltz's projects, you know. I mean, he's got a bunch of weird shit that likes to wander around. Did you see those new droids that are guarding the uh, the second floor now? Those things are wild. He really went to his bag to find some of those. Yeah, man, I'm just glad that I'm not stationed with them. Those things freak me out. Um, so you kind of just hear them talking um, clustered together, and it sounds like there's two of them. Great. Well, seems like Veltz has upgraded his security which is going to be fun to deal with can we take them both out at the same time we'll see yeah so there is a potential i will say since they're talking to each other you you guys could roll to enter the hallway without getting detected um and like try to do something from there um i will say it'll get harder to move around undetected the more of you are like acting at once. So are they in our our wing of the T, the left side? Um, it sounds like uh, so from where you could see that you were oriented, you're in a room that like wasn't in the original blueprint, but you can tell that it's coming from the direction towards the the median line, like the vertical line. So it's coming from your right, from where you guys are facing, which means that you're on the side of the hallway. Um, that is like if you were to walk out the door right now and turn right, you would be looking towards the center of the T. And that's where closer to where they are. Closer to where the door to get to the stairs is. Cool. We, All right. We want to stealth it out. Yeah. We can we can stealth. That's, I, don't know, I think it's the best choice. We can try. Haha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alternatively, here's what I'm thinking. You guys both uh can force things, right? Yeah. It'd be possible you can each hold one still completely, so I got an easy target and just blast them both. Uh, I can't quite do that, but I have some other tricks I can work on. Cool. Well, that uh, that sounds a bit cruel to me, just holding them down to to shoot them. But um, oh, it's even more cruel is hitting them in the thigh. Well, let's see how far we can get without them noticing us. That might be the best case scenario. All right. Okay, so describe for me who's doing what here. Um, I think we're just trying to sneak at first. Yeah. Okay, in which direction? Because you can you can go away from them down the other side of the hallway if you want. Is that toward or away from the staircase? 
It's away from the staircase. Um, is there a reason we would go that direction? If we're going to the tower? Is it an entirely empty hallway? Like, is there any... Like, are there, like... You know, in, like, The Incredibles... Or actually, in Star Wars, um, you know the way they have those doors that close at like, and so there's like the the beams that support the the weight of the hallway. Every now and then, you kind of like hide behind. Do you know what I'm talking about support beams? Yeah, like are you mm-hmm. how there's like outcrops and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that like in this hallway, um, no, and I I'm not going to tell you why until you guys actually open the door and I can like describe what you're seeing more like in this hallway. Okay. I think I think we should open the door. I think I shouldn't be the one to do that. Uh given my lack of dexterity and disadvantage on stealth, but someone should open the door. Yeah, I guess I can be the door opener, I guess. See like I, I mean, have if uh, you want, I can use I can use uh my force pusher pull to open the door. <laughs> Just open it with, yeah, just, like, crack it a little bit. Make uh, it look the wind inside. <laughs> I mean... What's your what's your stealth, Han? Uh, it's plus three. Uh, so, with the, with the minus one on stealth because of the armor, I also plus three. So, I guess it's... You might as well. I'll stay in the back. All right. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's open, let's open the door. Fuck it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Roll, <laughs> roll net, stealth check. 20. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. These boys are really we are just distracted. all or nothing uh, today. <laughs> yeah, especially me. What the fuck? <laughs> um, so you crack open the door and you kind of hear more of the conversation that's going by. Um, you also smell like cigarette smoke. Um, you like look past the door and you see these two troopers who look kind of strange and you're not sure why until you notice that like they both have mechanical arms uh they look like they have like a lot of cybernetics attached to them um and they're smoking cigarettes going yeah man like i don't really know this job is right for me long term like i know i don't have much prospects as like a complete fucking dweeb that has no experience besides being a bodyguard but i think i'd really like to try to break into the acting business Hey man, you gotta follow your dreams no matter what. You know, if that's what's gonna make you happy, it's gonna make you happy. Personally, I find a lot of enjoyment in this gainful employment as a mostly cyborg uh, security guard. I think it's a really good place to be. I mean, there there's a movie theater down the hallway that we're not allowed to go to, but fuck it, that guy doesn't leave his tower anyway, so he's gonna know, right? So we get like free movies, we get paid. We live on the South Pole. Like, what's not to like? So they're, like, totally engrossed in this conversation, smoking cigarettes. Um, You think that you could probably move either direction in this hallway and get at least, like, within 10 feet of them before they might notice, like, what's if something's up. Um, You have been trained to move very quietly as a Jedi. Um, You're light on your feet, so you could get very close range to them. Um, You also notice that they don't – they don't look all that tough. Um, they they look kind of like normal, like hired trooper help. Um, guys, I don't think we'll have any issue getting upstairs. Hey, we got this Velt guy's bad news. You hear guy number two? He's brainwashing them. He likes this job. Or he thinks he does. Uh, yeah, it seems like a pretty easy gig. But I don't know. 
Yeah, he's got a weird freezer full of dead somethings and jars full of brains. Like, I don't think, I don't think him being a bad guy was in question, really. I'm just saying. Brainwashing. Um, Akala, the other thing you notice as you, like, are looking around this hallway is that, like, this side of the tea hallway is, like, linoleum floor, undecorated, like, sheer white walls. Across from you in, like, an even uniform pattern are metal doors that have large plastic windows with thick glass in them and trays in the middle of the door or, uh, or slots in the middle of the door that, like, trays can be slid through. Um, and you notice that there are about six that go down the hallway like on the opposite wall from you. And as you look left, you see that there's similar doors to the door you just came out of on the left side of that hallway, um, which you can kind of deduce are like more storage. Um, whereas uh, the rooms that you're looking at face on are different types of storage. It looks like they're meant for housing live people. Mm. Very nice. Um, and so these guys are not close to the, you said they're in the median of the T. Yes, which is about, which is 30 feet away from you. Right. Are they close to the stairs or are they, like you said, I could get within about 10 feet of them. Are they within 10 feet of the stairs? So the stairs are behind a, you can't quite see the like mechanism, but you know that there is a door between this hallway and the stairs. And they are sitting, like, in front of the door, like, at a set of chairs that they have there. Oh. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'm gonna step out into the hallway quietly mm-hmm. and motion for the other two to follow. <laughs> yeah. I follow. Okay, so we're gonna ride that nat 20 a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, are you guys God. going to make make your way over to them uh i mean there's nowhere else to go right yeah, i think that's the goal yeah um while we're making our way over you said there were like these did you say there was a way to see into those rooms with the the tray can i like glance yeah. through one as we pass by yeah you glance through one as you pass by and you see a um huddled very dehydrated uh naked human man uh in the corner of a cell that is like in a fetal position against the quarter and like you see very thin limbs kind of covering their face. Okay. Mark that on our to-do list on the way out. <laughs> Keep going. Um, I don't remember what the ruling was on this. Do blasters have a stun option? Yes, we did rule that blasters have a stun option. Um, I think the way that I've been ruling that is just like you need to declare what type of da- if you're doing non-lethal damage or not before you make your attack. So Got if you it. if you make lethal damage and you overkill somebody, they're dead, right? Or if you mm-hmm. or if you just reduce them to zero, they're dead. But if you declare like this last shot's gonna be a stun, then we can roleplay that. Sweet, thank you. hmm Um I'm looking at a spell or a force thing that I have, which might be helpful. So <laughs> what we have decided to do, I'm going to cast Cloud Mind, which has a range of ninety feet on these two guys. Um, okay. so it makes them fall unconscious if I get enough hit points rolled. Okay. So you then roll for the hit points that it, it takes away. Yeah. I'm going to roll 78, I think. Yeah. It doesn't 78. take away the hit point. This is basically the sleep. No, no, no. 
Okay, yeah. Yes, 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 okay, yeah. Just, I understand. Okay. <laughs> I was just explaining it to Hannah, and I was like, because this, it, it, I didn't it's know like one it of the most yeah. confusingly worded spells in D&D, so I would say. So for the audience at home, uh, these troopers have hit points, and if Han is able to roll high enough, um, she is able to put to sleep the creatures whose hit point maximum she hits, and it's like additive. So she needs like, I'm not going to tell you what you need, but you need a lot of hit points. I got uh, which, which I got 32. 32? Yeah. Um all right, narrate you casting the spell for me. Um okay. Um yeah, so I think I'm just going to kind of sneak on one side of the hallway, just kind of maybe by myself tell Raman L just with a hand gesture to stay back for a second. And then as I get closer, just kind of slowly reach my hand out and and cast sleep first of all on the one that's closest to me. And then see if I can get it on the second one. Um, you reach out your hand and uh, you send the drowsiest of all uh, energies towards these two troopers. Um, they're talking about uh, their dreams still to make it big. Uh, yeah, no, I think I could really go to 500 Republican, man, and make a life out of... Yeah, man, that sounds like a perfect plan. <laughs> Both fall unconscious, um, and they clatter to the to the floor. Um, and now you guys are able to uh, walk freely in this hallway. Fuck yeah! And that's how we handle things peacefully. We walk on up. <laughs> yeah, we head to the stairs. I guess. I'm not even gonna ask how you did that. Um, right. So you uh, walk up to these two bodies. Uh, you're able to examine them. Uh, like, you know, just dead on now without any trouble. Um, and you see that these guards have red glowing eyes. Like, their eyes have been implanted with something mechanical that makes them glow red. Um, and you can see them glowing. Well, now they're very faint because they're lidded, but you're, you can still see the faint red glow. Um, additionally, you notice they have an odd number of mechanically grafted joints and their arms are actually their weapons. Like they have grafted arm cannons, um, kind of like Samus that are just kind of always on. Um, and, uh, you can tell that they've been heavily modified to be this way. Um, right. So, uh, you are now looking at this door that again is at the junction of the T. So this door is locked. You can notice that there is a key card, uh, system on there to get to the upper levels. Yeah. Can I? And then also, uh, yeah. What do you want to do? Can I see if there's a key card on one of these two guys? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and take a look. Uh, am I rolling for something? Uh, yeah, let's roll investigation. Okay. Um, I always lose investigation. There we go. Ah, fuck. That is five. Um, funnily enough, there actually aren't any key cards on either of these bodies. Um, and that's not just because you didn't do a good job investigating, but you were able to tell that, like, oh, like maybe these guys aren't cleared to go up the stairs. <laughs> um, yeah. And then if any, I need one of you to roll me an investigation check while she, or a perception check while she's investigating. I'll go for it. I've been rolling really good today. That's a four. That's a four. Uh, L? The dice just want me to fail. L, all you're thinking about is just like the turning of uh, 
the Ashla and the Bogan and the atmosphere of your dream. <laughs> yeah. You just see that those two moons flashing in front of your eyes and you just completely space out for a moment. Yeah. You guys uh, hear uh, a faint uh, clattering of metal on uh, flooring coming from the other uh, end of the hallway down the right side of the T. Um, and you notice that that hallway is substantially different from the one that you're in right now. It is carpeted and has red trappings and framed pictures. And it leads into a circular area um, that appears to be more of like a living space. Um, and presumably leads to the movie theater that one of the guards was talking about. <laughs> but you do hear like the mechanical feet of monkey like walking around in that area. I figured. Figured. Uh, we can we can't see him. Just we can only hear him. Still invisible. Mm-hmm. Um, am I close enough to to call over to him without uh anyone noticing or anything? Um. So. Wh- in terms of like these two being asleep, is that just up to my discretion when they wake up or does that last for a certain duration? Does it last for like either one minute or 10 minutes? I don't remember. Uh, it's one minute, so maybe we should get moving. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you guys could always like lock them in someplace or you could just off them or just skedaddle. But I'm going to say that you guys have like one action that you could do as a group before they wake up. I could put my blasters on stun and just tase them <laughs> how long would they stay stunned um if you just like put your stuns on taser and just shot them while they were asleep down to zero hit points they would just fall unconscious yeah but you would definitely but you would be shooting your gun like six Probably. or so times yeah all right which no. i would i would make you roll something <laughs> probably i probably stealth to not alert the rest of the house of that but you could definitely do something of that vein like there's nothing stopping you from just like turning on your lightsaber into their skulls like <laughs> well i'm not gonna do that so <laughs> um yeah if i can just go ahead and put them back in the freezer room i'd probably do that sure yeah i'm gonna say that if that's the action you want to take you, are you gonna try to lock them in there somehow um, I'm just gonna put them in the freezer and just, oh, I guess we could open the door from the inside of the freezer. That's the safety thing. Uh, do we think they'd be able to like radio other guards and tell them what's going on if they woke up in the freezer? Oh, I could yeah. take the radios off them, right? Okay. Uh, yeah, you can take um, their, their comms and stuff off. I'll like, okay. Are they wearing like armor, right? Or like something? Yeah. Okay. They're wearing armor and helmets. I'm not gonna like pierce their skin but i am gonna hang them on the meat hooks by like the armor <laughs> just one on each one and just take oh their stuff. shit like oh i'm not God. gonna actually stab it through them <laughs> but i'm just gonna hang them both up there that's and they settle hilarious by some time. actually i love that okay so while they're unconscious you go into the freezer and take down the meat hooks and each one of them like on their mechanical like shoulder joint where their uh cannon arms connect you take uh, a meat hook on a uh, chain and you like pierce their artificial shoulder through the metal and you're able to see that a lot of their internal organs like are replaced with machinery parts like this cybernetic modifications run deep um and while they do bleed and take damage you're able to hoist them up by mostly their mechanics take all of their comms and radios you shut the freezer door um and even if they wake up they're (laughs) hanging 
for stuff. Uh. So, I like to think um, Elle just you do, like you do look back and realize that you just strung up two still like humanoids like on a meat hook in a meat freezer in the basement of some guy. I like um, to think that L like was like I'm just gonna go put him back there and just kind of did that and then uh, <laughs> I don't think I. Ho- I probably was hoping you guys were like scouting or whatever, not watching. Uh, I I I'm trying to figure out the door. I think. Yeah, you're looking at the door. Uh, I don't know if Rob is keeping watch, but I'm just gonna go do that and then pretend like I didn't do that. <laughs> Feel a little I, bad about it. Romer probably would have been like, I guess L. He's gonna go and off them or something. Wash my hands of that. Let's move on and probably keep scouting. Is it weird that I would have killed them if they weren't unconscious? <laughs> it just seems like bad form. That's kind of that's very honorable. Um, okay, so you guys said that you're you're scouting. Um Rama, what are you scouting? I am going to um so we're heading toward what, the staircase to go up to the next level, right? Yes, and but between you and the staircase is a locked door that has a that needs a key card, and it seems like the two men that you were just incapacitated do not have the clearance to enter the next level. Got it. Um, so I am, and what did we say our proximity to Monkey is? Monkey is 60 feet away from you guys in a rounded room that is like just directly down the hallway to the right side of the T. Since I am also in the employment of Rosie, would I have a way to communicate with Monkey um, like remotely? Like text the Monkey bot? We're in a group chat. Like group chat, yeah. We don't have service though, right? Isn't that what you said? Well, you, 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 yeah. I mean, you deafened your comms to get in here. There's nothing stopping you from opening like a. You could open like a direct link to him, but I'm going to say that like to remain undetected from like comm scouting units and stuff like that. Like you, I might have to make you roll a check. I mean, you could also just like you're you're in the same basement. Like you could you could just call out to him if you wanted to. All right, I'm gonna get close enough to where I can call out to Monkey without yelling and be like, "Hey, Monkey, get over here." Okay, so a couple things. So Monkey is like, let me just describe this other part of the hallway. So you walk across the median line, past the door, past where these boys were were um, knocked unconscious. So as you walk, it, the floor changes from like the linoleum, which you now notice has like rusty blood stains like on it, like both outside the cell doors and from the morgue that you just came from. Um, and you pass the median line and it gradually gives out to a red carpet, um, carpeted hallway with framed portraits of some uh, Volpterite people that you don't recognize, um, some framed movie posters from classic uh, Corsanti movies. You see framed blueprints of certain like stylized devices, kind of like Iron Man prints almost. Um, like if you see, if you've seen like the prints of like the Iron Man blueprints, it's like that kind of like chic engineer type decor. And this hallway gives out to a rounded room that has a bar with a small kitchenette and a popcorn maker. And then on one side, um, of the rounded room leads to double doors that you can deduce lead into a movie theater. As you're crossing this precipice, I need you to roll me a perception check. Love it. This guy's got a, a movie theater bar, live human prisoner, and meat freezer floor. <laughs> when you're rich, you can buy all the essentials. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is a 15. Okay. Uh, you notice. So you're about to 
cross the demarcation line where the narrow hallway becomes this kind of circular room that leads to the movie theater. As you do, you notice last second as you're pulling your foot up to walk across this threshold that there is a laser beam trap at hip height that you were about to walk into. I'm going to stop walking. (laughs) Yes. Um, So I'm going to say like this is a simple trap. You can see that like if you break this laser beam, something happens, but it's only one narrow laser beam. Mm -hmm. So you can easily like now like vault over it or go under it uh whichever you prefer probably be um, easier to just crawl under it like army crawl yeah i'm gonna say you don't even need to roll for it since you saw the laser you can it's at hip height so you can easily crawl under it um you notice as you do that if you had crossed this laser beam uh, multiple taser devices would have electrocuted you for breaking the beam this guy's um, really fucking twisted <laughs> as you're crawling under the laser beam uh you hear uh, like monkey reappears very briefly. Um, and so, and he's in front of you, and he's got a, a little bag of popcorn um, that he's just like throwing at his face. He can't eat and goes, <laughs> um, and then drops the popcorn and then looks to his left and goes, and then you see a pair of huge feline jaws come out, grab monkey, and pull him into the double doors leading to the private home theater. He gives out a mechanical cry. You hear a crunch. And that's where we'll end our session. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.